Welcome back, Wildcats, to Pod, Talk, Jam, and Break here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. My name is Felipe. I'm the Brazilian Dragon. I am born to be brave. It is 12.13 a.m. Pacific Time on Wednesday, August 9th. I have recently completed my goal to rewatch all three seasons of High School Musical, the musical, the series, before the new season drops. Well, the podcast isn't going to be released until, like, a couple hours from now, so I think there's a chance that this might not get a a lot of listens, but that's okay, right? Um, My goal was to finish it before the season dropped, and I did that. So the season probably dropped already on Disney+. Plus. I could probably go check, but I'm not going to do that. We're just going to do a quick little podcast. Um, Now, just transparently, I've been kind of not doing great. So uh, I definitely had to hit pause on my plans, and we weren't able to do a weekly uh, season recap, but we're going to just go over the broad beats of the story so far and just kind of do a quick digest of where each character stands, a couple things that I want to say about each character going into the final season. And the biggest takeaway I took from my rewatch of all three seasons was that this show definitely had an original outcome that is not going to be achieved. Nini, I think, was the main character originally, and I don't think it's that much of a secret that with Olivia Rodrigo's career breaking off as well as her tension with Joshua Bassett especially with the second season and if you know Sour the story behind it so I definitely think that Nini's arc was the original endgame and what they were building up to and uh, with season three I definitely think the show kind of lost its footing a little bit it was definitely the shakiest season two was better than I remembered and I loved season two the week to week but like I think I let season three affect me but season one great season like i think everything in the high school era for the first two seasons was really good when they went to summer camp i think the footing of the story was very wobbly and we'll get into that uh quickly let's just go over season one season one uh ricky gets into the uh drama program because nini and ej are dating and nini is just like fresh off for some love ricky uh, didn't say I love you back when she wrote him a song. I think kind of you know. Uh, we also have Seb playing Sharpay. Ricky ends up getting Troy Bolton. And honestly, Ricky's big storylines in this season are going to be not only just him with Nini and the whole arc, because they get back together by the end of the season, uh, but I forgot how much of a prominent part his parents' divorce and separation was. And that was honestly the strongest Ricky stuff. Like, I felt that was his best content because he's very slimy at the start of the series, trying to like just force himself into these people's hobbies. Um, I also uh, didn't really enjoy EJ's arc in the season, where he was also kind of slimy. He steals Nini's phone uh, and deletes Ricky's voicemail. I think Nini needed a break from these men because they are clowns. Now, Nini, uh, she was uh, writing songs. I think she's an incredible friend, but... Nini's not probably going to be part of the fourth season that much. Maybe she'll be a finale. I'm going to mark it and say I hope she's in it, but I doubt that she's in it. I think if I had to put a prediction on it. Now, uh, Big Red also feels like a completely different character in season one. He seems like a stoner himbo type guy. 
but uh, as the season progressed, he's very like dopey in a way that he was, but he was a little bit. He's he's a little bit more aloof in the later seasons, and that was one thing that I noticed with Big Red. Let's talk about the other characters. Gina, Gina's the big character that we got to focus on because I feel like Gina and Ricky throughout the three seasons had bestie vibes. They didn't really have chemistry chemistry and I think it was a little forced I really thought her chemistry was so much stronger with EJ in the second season I guess we're just gonna bop around we're not gonna really stick to one season at a time um so Sophia Wiley is an incredible dancer and I feel like we I'm excited for her growth in the show and getting to see more range from her because of what she's gotten to do but I also do think Gina's story was stronger with EJ her season two arc, I remember being a big fan of in the moment and rewatching it was super revealing of how much of a star Sophia Wiley is. And she is a star in season three, but I don't know. Season three, everyone felt a little cartoony and like not like their real selves. Like, um, I think the themes of season three might have been the strongest with like Courtney's anxiety, uh, Carlos's body image. Uh, we also have Ashlyn's journey of queerness. Uh, but I think the characters lost themselves a little bit maybe it was all the shake-ups behind the scenes maybe I don't know what it was like I still really enjoy the show but season three felt so different than seasons one and two like seasons one and two felt realized and maybe I do think the Nini factor was a big thing and honestly also my hot take is that Olivia Rose Keegan getting the role of Joker's daughter on Gotham Knights is that the show she's on uh, I think she was supposed to be a bigger player in season three as well. Lily from the other school. Um, now, one of the biggest takeaways I've taken from this so far is Miss Jen. Miss Jen is a phenomenal teacher. Yes, she has her bad moments when she tells Ricky to jump off a building. No, she didn't say that. She said jump off something high when he didn't have a harness. Uh, but And she like kind of was shady on her resume. But I think Miss Jen is such an incredible teacher. Her love for these students is palpable. I think she is the star of the show especially if you watch it from the lens that you know nini is leaving i think miss jen is the power player of the series and honestly i kind of am rooting for her and mr mazara as great as i like the actor who plays ricky's dad whose name escapes me but he was also in one day at a time i think the mr mazara miss jen stuff is more compelling mr mazara uh potentially going to caltech because of ej's dad uh so we we also also the ashen stuff in season one wasn't as shocking uh, like her LARPing, her being into astrology, it just felt a little forced and uncharacteristic of how she reacted to being in the ensemble, especially when you look at how she reacted to being Belle. She's like, this is unusual. I'm very nervous. I don't see myself as an ingenue. And that was some of the strongest Ashlyn content with season two. I think season two had a lot of strong arcs. Um, I think season three's strongest character was Courtney, and that was because of her anxiety arc. So like the themes are very strong. This show can hit at the heartstrings. They focus on a lot of different things. But I don't know. It was it was definitely an interesting rewatch experience. I took a lot of notes and we're not going to read everything here uh, because it is late. I have to work early. I just kind of wanted to get in here. I don't even know what I'm saying some of this time. It's kind of rambly, but uh, I am worried about the meta aspect of season four. I worry it's going to be too much. Season three, I think the biggest hurdle for me was like the meta-ness of everything. The Channing arc, Corbin Blue, like that's when it also started. Also, 
when we start singing Born to be Brave in just the car radio, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why does she have this on an iTunes single? Um, we need more Natalie Bagley. Hopefully she gets some screen time this season. But I really like the growth that we've seen from these characters for the most part. I think Ricky is still an overstepper. I think Gina, I hope Gina ends the, the series by herself, but she's going to be with Ricky when they leave. I don't know. This is very rambly. Uh, just some standouts from each season song-wise. I really love Wondering by Ashlyn and Nini. We gotta shout Born to be Brave. Like, that is a banger. That is the song of the series. So I get it. Um, we I do love Ricky's version of When There Was Me and You. I also love Out of the Old by Nini. Uh, Courtney's version of Bob to the Top, the acapella version. Oh, so good. Um, Roll of a Lifetime was a surprising hit. Not as strong as Miss Jen's song with Derek Huff, but it was a banger. Uh, and then also I love the version of Breaking Free that we got in this season. Uh, and All I Want, of course. Now, season two, Big Red, I felt like was already off in the beginning of the season. It felt like a little bit of a character switch, um, but I felt like this season was very strong um, about everything that they set up in season one and added to it. Um, so we got uh, lots of, I think Bell was an incredible song. Uh, also, EJ, uh, the storyline with Duke, I feel like parental pressure was a big theme in the show and parents, and we really didn't explore that as much. Um, I think because maybe also season three severed because it was so restricted, we didn't really see their lives outside of the summer camp environment, and maybe we needed a little bit more of that outside, like how Ricky interacts with his dad, EJ's dad, interacting with EJ, so uh, Gina, Gina's brother and mom. Like I feel like the ex internal characters were lacking and that might be why uh lily slade um kind of kind of crazy um that she was as chaotic as she was she's also like insane like when she's at school at night telling miss jen like oh i'm leaving that was weird gina's super supportive and super independent in this season and then um i also felt like the chocolate shenanigans with ricky was a little weird because uh, it was just like a coincidence, but then we find out. I like the flashback, although it frustrates me because Gina like confesses to Ricky that if she was sticking around, they'd try something right after Ricky kisses Nini. I think Ricky has some F-boy energy, which is frustrating. Ricky's also super invasive of Nini's space when she comes back from Yak. The Rose song, absolute beauty. Love it. Um, but also, can we talk about the fact that Ricky threw a ball at Miss Jen during the improv exercises and was such a little whiny baby? Like, I get it. You're going through things, and you don't want Miss Jen dating your dad. And, like, I cannot sympathize, I cannot empathize with that situation. I can sympathize with you. But, like, do not assault your teacher when she has been nothing but good to you. Um, EJ and Gina, their chemistry was so much stronger. Like, again, throughout the season, I was watching, and it was like, Ricky and Gina have friendship vibes. I think because he was supposed to end up with Nikki, Nini at the end. Um... We gotta talk about Antoine, the best character. How do you say fugly in English? That was great. Howie being a clown, he's a little aki in season two. Uh, I worry for Courtney's relationship because Howie is kind of stressed me out um, when he goes to the show and he just like can't speak and like, yeah, uh, her mom is supportive of the relationship, but I don't know, that was kind of sus. He lied to her, he did that. Also, I love that Dara Renee's mom plays her real mom in the show, and I love that relationship. The Zoom call was quirky. Bring back Asher Angel, honestly, for season four. Like, he's, he and Gina had more chemistry than Ricky. Um, I liked the airport episode. It was kind of weird. The Zoom call, the COVID stuff, that was all, like, very timely and strange. Uh, 
Also, Ricky has more chemistry with Lily was one of my notes than he does with Gina. So that's that's uh, strange. Um, and EJ's growth arc in season two was so good. And then rewatching season three was so underwhelming how quickly he pivoted. And I'm sure the parental stress like was a factor, of course. But like, I don't know. It just felt uncharacteristic for the growth that he made in season two. It felt more like season one EJ. But like, I guess it rings true. Like people can grow in untraditional paths. And like if they fall again, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. But I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. Uh, the show does respect itself a lot. Like they did have a lot of fork callbacks with Nini as the fork. Um, also, I got uh, Jordan Fisher cock blocked EJ for what though in my notes, and I was like, yeah, why do you have to say he's like a brother to Gina? Um, and Big Red and Ashlyn also have Bessie's energy. Honestly, they remind me a little of me and Caitlin and less like a couple. Uh, EJ got bad tea and it's messing with Gina's head. Uh, but Gina and Nini are actually very supportive together. I wish we had seen more of this throughout. And Jeannie hooks Nini up with the music career that she goes off to. And we also like the fact that Mr. Mazzara is having his arc. And we'll see what happens with him and Miss Jen. But I, I'm rooting for them over Mr. Bowen. Uh, in terms of season two songs, I love uh, the Bell ensemble. Uh, we also love the uh, Even When the Best Part. Courtney crushes it as always with Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I really like Granted and A Dancer's Heart and The Climb. Those three songs back to back to back were popping. The Rose song, of course, Around You, a banger. Uh, I love Howie's version of If I Can't Love Her. We also, I ain't seen nothing better on the rewatch. I remember not liking it as much, but I really enjoyed it on this one. Uh, Let You Go, also by Ricky, is great. Um, In a Heartbeat's kind of, season two, I think, has the best music. I think season two has the best music. Second Chance is great as well. Um, and finally, let's get season three, which I've probably talked about the most already. But uh, the even from the like last scene of season two to the previously on for season three feels like a completely different show. Uh, it feels so much more forced. The dialogue is much clunkier. Feels super meta, and I don't know. It, I, I noticed that Emilia Serrano was an executive producer in season two, and I don't know. Maybe my conspiracy theory. Bring her back for season four, hopefully, because I feel like she uh, is a continuity queen. I'm just assuming. Um, so, so like, also, the, some of the weird decisions, like, why did they rotate in the car randomly for dance? Although I do think the choreo on the show is pretty strong compared to, like, other musical shows. Um, Nini and Miss Jen was the only thing that felt strong in the first episode. Everything else felt, like, forced and weird and not right. Um, but we also uh, have... Like, the unnamed extras, like, pop off to the black girl in the purple dress in the number that they did for auditions in season three. She was phenomenal. I wanted more her. Uh, we get Ashlyn getting character assassinated. Yeah, that was a little out of character. Like, she went so far to one angle. And I feel like her journey could have been a little bit more nuanced. But maybe season three didn't have nuance. Like, I still love the show. I just season three was kind of disappointing like i was excited to rewatch it also i was like maybe it'll be better on the rewatch like season two wasn't it just wasn't it was so underwhelming um hopefully season four can power through but the meta-ness is gonna be the biggest hurdle um also casey stroh was herself in the miss jen her teaching career saving thing i was so confused uh ricky's stupid bucket list is annoying 
we also get the whole arc with like Gina's moving back to Salt Lake City. EJ is pushing him to go to St. Louis. And I think EJ is the reason they broke up, which is stupid. I did like all the new characters. Val, Jet, Maddox. Like, they were all great. But, like, I don't know. Like, how are we going to wrap? I feel like Jet and Maddox wrapped up their arc this season. It was kind of cool. And then it's it's weird. How are they going to come back, especially with you throw Emmy in the mix? She did have a nice moment with Miss Jen in the finale. But uh, we're not getting Alex back. And she was also a great part of the season. She had a great moment with Courtney about therapy and anxiety. Um, Ricky's also, all his love stories are all about Nini, which is weird. Um, he's crossing boundaries. Like, even though EJ and Gina are in a rocky place, I think Ricky was kind of, like, too involved in Gina's life in a disrespectful way to the relationship. Um, but Gina's emotions are valid when she breaks up with EJ. Like, he was prioritizing the show. And honestly, like, I can't be upset that he felt so much pressure from his dad. But I can be upset with how he handled that pressure and translated it into his relationship with Gina. And also was kind of rude to Courtney. Courtney was the character of the season, by far. Season three, Courtney season, because of how she grew and dealt with anxiety. And honestly, like, that was very powerful to watch, even at this point in my life, a year later. Let's go through, like, I don't like the Gina and Ricky, eh, like, about the whole thingy-majiggy at the end. But you know what? Let's see how it turns out. Um, now let's go through the songs for season three, which ones I really loved. Um, I loved Finally Free by Ricky. Uh, Joshua Bassett and Sophia Wiley's voices do go well together. I'll say that. Uh, that's the best chemistry that any of their characters have. Uh, anything that their characters share. Uh, I, like, you never know by NeNe. NeNe only writes bangers. Uh, Rising, I really liked, actually. Like, again, I didn't think much of it last year, but this year I really enjoyed it. Um, I think we, I really enjoyed, um, The Right Place, again, by Jet was great. Um, we love Wouldn't Change a Thing, of course, and I love the Courtney song, Here I Come. This Is Me by Emmy was actually really good as well, and of course, Let It Go by Courtney and Every Day. Um, I like parts of the arrangement, and then I think some of it frustrated me. Not in, like, an actual, like, I have beef with it, but I was like, I wouldn't have done it this way, but you know what? It's not bad. Now, I apologize if this is very rambly. I just was very curious to see the rewatch and see how it affects my enjoyment of season four. I hope season four is a banger. I'm excited to dive deep into it. Eight episodes to go. Um, we will have some sort of recap for you at some point soon. Uh, send good vibes to the Davis family and uh, my co-host Sam because they're going through something right now. And just send vibes to that direction. And we'll get a podcast in your feeds at some point about season four. And then we'll do a roundtable. And then I definitely want to do stuff with the music. I was taking note. Maybe it's a Twitch channel thing. Maybe it's a podcast. But definitely want to talk about the music of High School Musical the musical the series at some point with all that said everyone subscribe to the brazilian dragon podcast feed on all major podcast platforms uh ratings and reviews would be appreciated especially in the pod talk jam break feed as well as the brazilian dragon feed um media main me is going on i dropped an interview with rob sestronino and latanya starts uh on thursday past guest of pod talk jam and break mike bloom and i will sit down and chat about mike's uh media that made him and i'm very excited for that podcast i hope you all enjoy um, now, in terms of season four, I just also want more Seb, more Seb songs. Joe Serafini is one of the best singers. Joe and Serafini and Dari Renee, put them in a, I love that friendship. That was the best friendship on the show, Seb and Courtney. So I want more of that. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, you can follow at Brazil Dragon Pod on all social media. You can, uh, write to me, Felipe at BrazilianDragonPodcast.com. And if you get to the end of this podcast, why don't you hashtag born to be brave? 
Um, and I will see you all on the other side of High School Musical, the musical, the series, the final season. And yay me, I accomplished my goal of rewatching the whole series. Until next time, get your head in the game.